All right, folks, we're back for episode three, part two. And now we get to the good stuff, Rob. Uh, Mr. Ryan French coming on here shortly. How you doing there? Good, how are yourself? Good, man. I'm super pumped. You know, we had some uh, some some technical difficulties last week. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we, we made it work. We're, we're making it happen. Um, yep. I think we were both, you know, super pumped last week. I think we're both a little bit more uh, extra pumped for uh, tonight just because we know it's happening. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, Ryan's got a lot going on right now. Actually, today is the uh, the start of the final stage of uh, the Corn Fairy Tour. Oh, that's right. So I'm sure he's got, you know, a ton going on. I'm sure he's busy all day. Um, so that's going to be an, an interesting topic to get to with him. Uh, we got a, a ton of other stuff to ask him. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i super excited, man. Yeah, it should be good. All right, Rob. Guess who just joined the party? <laughs> Mr. Monday Q, Mr. Mr. Monday Qualifier, Ryan French. We're going to let him in here. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Hey, guys. Hey, Ryan, what's, what's up, up everybody? Hey, I apologize, guys, for last week. No, no, no worries. worries. We, uh, we were just telling the... Uh, the CGT faithful about our little technical difficulty. So um, you're all good. Oh man, I, yeah, I had COVID and uh, just fell asleep. So I apologize. No, no, all good. How, uh, how are things going with you? Yeah, good, man. Busy, busy for sure. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. So very, yeah. no complaints oh, yeah. about being busy. Are you at home right now or are you in Georgia? No, I'm at home. Are you? I mean, uh, yeah, because of COVID, I didn't go. So um, the 10 days are up Friday tomorrow. So I mean, I got tested negative uh, a couple of days ago. So, um, gotcha. but I'm headed to the Houston Monday with uh, oh. with Mark. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. How, are, how are you feeling overall right now after having? Yeah, I'm I'm tired as hell. I mean, it was a rough couple of days, but um, yeah. I was vaccinated and headed for my booster shot this week, but um, yeah, now I feel like pretty normal besides yeah. uh, just tired, but no, it's just like the worst cold I've had and that's it. So yeah, your family's good. good. Yeah. Everybody tested negative for the whole week. So we're good. Yeah. I, good. I was hiding in the, hiding in the bedroom for whatever, <laughs> eight days. <or> whatever. <laughs> How are things with you guys? How's the tour? How'd the tour go this year? Good. We had a great year. Um, Good. You know, it was our, it was our first year uh, in expansion with three active tours. So uh, Rob and I touched base on it. I think in the, in the first episode, we did a little recap, but no, you know, we had some expected hiccups, you know, early on, but uh, for the most part, you know, it was a, it was a hell of a year. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have to get you out to, uh, yeah, I I apologize, guys. It's just like I've been, it's been so crazy. Oh no, man! I I want to get out. I want to play golf, more golf. Bad, right? All right. Actually, speaking of, so just a little bit about kind of how we met. You know, sure. probably uh, two years ago, um, I reached out to you on Twitter. Pretty much just introduced myself. Um, 
we kind of went back and forth for a while. And then um, it was actually with Mark. Yeah. Yeah. You guys and, helped Mark out. Yeah. 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 That's, so we've always, even though, uh, you know, I'm a Michigan fan, I was always, <laughs> I mean, a Notre Dame, come on, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you got Ryan with a, he's a yeah. steady. So, yeah. Um, I'm yeah. glad we're doing that on this week. I'm glad we're doing this podcast after the, Oh yeah. The Michigan the game. Game? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was a good game. Yeah. It was an awesome game. It really was. That was so awesome. that's, that's kind of how we met. Um, it was super cool though. I remember, you know, texting Rob, I'm like, Hey, you know, guess what we're going to be doing. We're going to be, you know, putting up a guy on the corn Ferry tour. His name is Mark Baldwin. Like the whole thing was awesome. Yeah, it was, um, it was super. I mean, and guys, those, I mean, I told you back then, but I mean, those weeks are just so important, especially like for Mark. I mean, they have a young kid and I mean, we're doing that. We're paying for him to continue to chase it. So I yeah. mean, like they don't have any money, you know, they're just like living paycheck to paycheck. And so, uh, I mean, those are huge, huge gifts for those guys. I mean, just huge help, you know. Yeah, it's awesome to see on, you know, on Twitter how everybody rallies behind you and tries to help everybody yeah. out. It's yeah, it's, it's super cool. It's it's cool. Definitely between helping high schools and helping these guys, and uh, it's my favorite part of the account by, by far, no doubt about that. That's super cool, man. I mean, what you guys been doing lately for the high schools has been yeah, it's awesome, unreal. Yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, a follower of mine named Chris Gallagher actually finally today got some of the legal stuff done. So next week, uh, yeah, he's gonna write me a check, the foundation a check for a hundred thousand dollars. So wow, it's uh, great. We will, we will be uh, have a more formal way to help high schools. So yeah, it's it's super super cool. Absolutely, very lucky. Yeah. So Ryan, your, your background is your upbringing was your story is awesome. Um, I got a chance to read, was that your first published published article yeah. through? Was it? That's yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so for, for, and you know, maybe you should probably tell this part of the story. Uh, so I don't butcher it too much, but essentially you and your dad used to go on these, these road trips. Um, how old were you? Yeah, I mean, I was like 24 to like 34. We did it about like maybe eight or nine years. We had like an off year here and there. And um, yeah, we used to go caddy on a mini tour. Uh, and that was kind of our guys trip. I lived in southern Michigan. My parents still live in northern Michigan. And so, yeah, instead of going to play golf, we went and caddied on a mini tour. We tried it one year just kind of out of the blue and we loved it so much that uh, we kind of made it a tradition. So um it's a very unusual trip uh many tours aren't what they used to be any day back in those days you could like they were huge mini tours and guys took caddies a lot and there was like 200 player fields and those kind of things so it was easy to to pick up a bag but right um yeah those those days are pretty much over but um yeah it was it was such a cool experience and you know, from that, I met a bunch of guys. And so, and this is way before the account, you know, I, I was lucky enough to caddy at Q school a couple of times. I caddied on a web event or what is now the corn Ferry event, a bunch of Mondays, you know, I never did caddying full time, but I was lucky enough after meeting these guys to caddy, I caddied for Ryan Yip when he won on the Canadian tour. Yeah. So I had a ton of cool experiences and it, 
it gave me a, a ton of perspective on what I always say is a couple of things is one, how talented these guys were that you'd never heard of in your life. And uh, two, that the lifestyle, you know, I was naive the first year I went, like, I was like, Oh, they're pro golfers are probably rich. Right. And, uh, right. and uh, went to the Canadian tour and my dad and I used to camp. That was our tradition. And um, uh, one of the players was camping next to us. And I was like, what, <laughs> why, why, what do you mean he's camping? Like he's a pro golfer. And then obviously I've come to learn that there's literally no money in pro golf outside of uh, two tours in the world, really. And, and really only one, I mean, the European tour, if you're a top player, obviously you're making good money, but right. uh, down towards the bottom, it's, it's pretty rough. So yeah, that's, that's the reason the account exists today. Very cool, man. That's awesome. So cool. I mean, one of my dreams would be to caddy. Um, I, you know, even if it was for like, you know, like a state amp, something like that, like something very local, you know, pretty low key. Um, like you said, to see the different perspective from, you know, not swinging the club, just, just standing there watching and, and seeing like what the player is going through the entire round uh, kind of fascinates me, like the whole mental aspect of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I think, um, you know, I've been on the bag for cool ones and I think you get a ton of perspective on the bad times. I mean, I wrote an article that week that maybe is the, the next time, but the, the, I caddied for Mark here in Chicago the last time. And, right. um, you know, it started, so Mark struggled all last year and, you know, we were like three off the cut line on Friday and all of a sudden it started pouring rain. It was freezing cold. They weren't going to call it. They wanted to get the, you know, the round done. Mm. And uh, slowly it slipped away and, and we missed it by, we missed the cut by one. Mm. And it's just such a, you know, again, I, I don't want to, Mark's a friend. Uh, you don't want to see him go through that, but it gives such great perspective on what these guys go through on a daily basis on a, like you're there in the heat of the moment with them and you can feel it slipping away. You know, the, the weather's crappy and just a bad draw and part of the deal and got to find a way to fight through it. You know, we made too many bogeys coming in. And, um, but it, you know, you like people just don't see that that's not on TV. You right. know, a guy fighting for a cut on the corn Ferry tour is nowhere to be found. It happens every right. week and like no one cares about it or writes about it. And so, um, it's just great perspective. You know, he had to call his wife and he'd missed, you know, six cuts in a row or something like that. And she's at home with a one-year-old and, you know, another missed cut, another $2,000, in the hole. Right. And, uh, you know, it stinks. It stinks. Uh, there's a lot of great things about pro golf. And I say the same thing all the time, guys is like, no one, I'm definitely not asking for people to feel sorry for these players. They've chosen this career. I'm just trying to give an honest perspective of what goes on out there. It's not as great as everybody thinks it is. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely think people think it's a little bit more, you know, luxurious than it is. Um, those guys are just on a grind. I mean, your articles about guys sleeping in their cars and, you know, um, my favorite are the guys that do like the, the switcheroo and they get the U-Haul. So it's cheaper. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, no, it's, it's super fascinating. I mean, those guys are literally, you know, that, it's all they've done. So, you know, for them to, to give up their, you know, their lifelong passion and, and, you know, what they've been striving to, to do their entire life is, is gotta be super hard. Those yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, Mark is a great example of that. You know, he's 38. Uh, he's never had a job in his life. And, you know, people say like, oh, go get a job. Well, it's not as easy as one might think, you know, right. 38 years old and a resume that's blank. It's not like you're going to go uh, walk into a job and people say, oh, club pros, like it's not that easy. You got to go get your PGA thing. And, you know, it's not like club pro jobs are, are at least good paying ones are not plentiful anywhere. Right. Yes, you can do some teaching, but a lot, you know, it's, a, it's hard to do something in the golf industry when all you want to do is be on the PGA tour. It's hard to go like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go be a teaching pro or sell clubs or be a rep. Like it's just a daily reminder that you want to be out there. So some guys just want to get away from it and you know, you don't have a resume. So um, it's not as easy to give up. And then as you guys know, like the carrot is so big. I mean, like, you know, at the Barracuda on, on, uh, Saturday afternoon, Mark made a couple birdies and we're like 17th place. Uh, a top 10 is life changing. I mean, like literally life changing. Yeah, right. And so it's moments like that, that you go, Oh, I can do this. You know, this is, it's so amazingly close. Like Mark goes and finishes top 10 at Barracuda, let's say goes to the window and has another good week. His life has changed forever. Robert. And, and uh, it's not like he can't compete now. Is Mark a top 50 player in the world? No, but can he have two good weeks and, you know, get his PGA tour card for sure. It's right. not, it's not even close. So uh, he's just got to be playing well at the right time and get the opportunities to do so. So um, that carrot is so big hanging down for everybody. It's hard to say like, yeah, I'm going to walk away two good weeks and you're a millionaire. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's nuts. Speaking of, so speaking of Mark, um, you obviously just talk, talking about, you know, how he was kind of, you know, at the low point, you know, last year, a couple of years ago. But then again, one of the questions I was going to ask was, you know, kind of walk us through, because I, I saw on Twitter, you, you said it was the best live event that you've ever been a part of in terms of, you know, being a caddy. So what was that like being on his bag during the Barracuda and you witnessing, you know, kind of his life? Changing. Yeah. I mean, there are so many cool moments from, from that week, guys. It's, um, you know, I'll start at the beginning of the week just to get through the Monday. So Mark, uh, his flight was delayed. His, his wife was sick. They weren't sure he had COVID got tested negative, got to, uh, Reno, like two in the morning on Monday morning, we got to tee off at 8am. So I had bought him eggs and sausage and chicken <laughs> tenders. And we're eating that at two 30 in the morning in a hotel in Reno, Nevada. And if you've ever been to Reno, it's, it's not like, it's not Vegas totally. So, ah. um, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, this is, this is, has zero chance. Mark had never seen the golf course before. I'd never seen the golf course before it was two in the morning. We teed off in six hours. So we gave it about a 0% chance. And as we made the turn, we were 600 through nine holes. And we wow. got to, we got to 10. We're like, Oh shit, maybe we should start to like kind of take this seriously. Um, we didn't think 
uh, Mark shot seven. We didn't think seven was enough. We had a chip on the last hole to get to eight and it hit the flag and bounced out about an inch, two inches. And we were like, well, we thought that was it. It hung on for a playoff. And then this is not a cool part of it, but it is what it is. Justin Warren missed a, so we got in a playoff and Justin Warren missed a literally 15 inch putt. He went in to tap it in and didn't touch the hole. And um, so we two putted to win. And, um, and then a super cool moment and, and one that I think Mark will admit has probably kept him going this year. And uh, is uh, we met up at a, we met up on the practice round on Tuesday with uh, Nick Watney and Phil Haas and Raphael Campos. Wow. We played with them for like three holes and Mark was just, I mean, Mark was playing great that week and hitting the ball perfect. And Mark is super, super long anyway, anytime. And so he's out driving these guys and Bill Haas, after we played three holes, we were going to the back nine, Bill and Nick and Raphael were only playing nine had to stop playing. And Bill said to Mark, well, man, you keep playing like that and I'll see you in contention on Sunday. Awesome. And Mark's like, you know, like that's crazy. That's a FedEx cup champion who's seen a million golfers hit a million golf balls. And he obviously thought enough of Mark's game to say something to him. You know, he didn't have to, he's seen a billion people come and go on the, on the PGA tour. And um, yeah. And then that was super cool, obviously. And then the event itself was cool. And Mark, Mark's just a great friend. And um, it's, it's awesome to be on a bag for a great friend. And He's very reflective about his career and he understands that Monday qualifying for qualifying for a PGA tour event doesn't happen very often. It's damn hard to do. And he realized he was going to lose his corn ferry card. And so he was very reflective and, you know, made the cut and had worked, you know, he had been a pro for 16 years and never made a cut on the PGA tour up till then. And wow. so, yeah, walking up 18 was, I mean, that whole week was the coolest week I've ever spent in golf. And, um, you know, walking up 18, he just put his arms around my, and, uh, around my shoulder and said, Hey, this is the, the coolest week I've ever had in golf. And wow. you no, know, no matter what happens, this will, this will always hold a special place in my heart if I never, never do it. And then I'm thank, thanks for being on the bag. And, and, uh, you know, I was like tearing up and it was crazy. And, uh, finally, I got to the, we got to the, his, uh, approach shot. And I was like, all right, dude, it's a 18 is a super uphill. It was raining smoke on us. There's forest fires. And I was out of shape at the time. And, uh, I was like, all right, dude, we got to stop talking. I'm out of breath. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, he hit, he, hit, he hit his approach shot to about 20 feet and made it. And, you know, it was just such a cool ending. There was the, the people supporting us was unreal and um uh there was a bunch of people standing out outside the the ropes and waited for us and mark emptied his bag and gave away balls and hats i gave away my hat he gave away basically everything except for his clubs and it's just it was the coolest moment i've ever spent in this sport and uh i mean i'm beyond lucky to call mark a friend and, and be there for that moment it was it was very very special so that's unreal i mean i I almost turned into butter over here. Uh, <laughs> did you, so that phone call, that phone call to his wife afterwards, that another one, you know, somebody was cutting onions when I was watching that video. I was like, man, this is, this is unbelievable. His, his 
with the sun in the background like you know that's that's so cool you know for you to experience that yeah i mean uh i i think you know phone calls like that and obviously i see mark make a lot of phone calls home because we're on the road together a lot now and um you know it's easy to forget that there's people back at home who you know support mark in this case his wife and uh she's got to pick up all the pieces and run the household and be a quote unquote single mother for a week at a time and uh it just you know i i'm lucky enough to be behind the scenes to see that there's a, a ton of people supporting someone out there you know parents wow. and friends and you know guys like yourself that have helped mark out and i mean mark has <laughs> i always i always mess with mark and say he's the most famous uh 165th on the money list corn fairy player in the history of the corn fairy tour. <laughs> hey, I'm sure he'll take it. Yes, absolutely. What's going uh, So how's the, uh, the new gig going with um, the fire pit collection and, and how much has your life changed in the last year since, you know, that happened? Yeah. It, I mean, it's crazy today. I was on a call with a player in Brazil Um yeah, uh, I'll break it here on the Chicago Golf Tour uh, show. Uh, Mark and I are doing a doing a web based TV show about his last year. If hopefully it's not his last year, but like behind the scenes. And so oh, that's cool. Yeah, this is all being documented, and we're gonna put out like a ten episode uh, leading up to what we hope might be an exemption at the Barracuda again. And so, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's a super special time and. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to have a, a company to say like, Hey man, here's my idea. And they just say, yeah, let's figure right. it out. Right. And uh, you know, I would never, ever obviously be able to afford to do something like this on my own. So it is super cool to call and say, Hey man, here's my idea. Yeah. So, I mean, like today I was working on a different story in, uh, in Brazil and they're like, well, we'll have to see if we can get you down there. I'm like, Whoa, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, Okay. It, yeah. All right. Yeah. There it's you just, go. uh, it's, they've never said no to me and I'll just keep throwing out ideas until they do, I suppose. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it, it was kind of a, a no brainer when I read it, but I'm like, man, those, and those guys are awesome too. Macanella. Um, just how different is it compared to, you know, when you first started, when you kind of got the nod from who was it? JC that kind of gave you the nod. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, compared to now, like you're, you're, you know, maybe flying down to Brazil, like, you know, me and it's, Rob and I talked about it last week. Um, we're like, dude, it's, it's so awesome to see everybody, you know, on Twitter, the amount of like, not just your followers, but people who legit, you know, are supporting, you know, you for the last two, three years, like so happy that this happened. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I mean, I say it all the time, guys. Um, and I say it to my wife is like, I never want this to be a job. And if I ever get to the point where I don't wake up and go like, you know, if I get off, off of a call, like I did today, uh, you know, in Brazil and I call Alan Shipnick, who again, we're talking like one of the like longest running Matt Janela work. I watched him on golf channel and like, I, I have their cell phones. Like that, <laughs> that blows my mind, you know? You can text so like, him whenever you want. Yeah. I mean, like we have a group chat that goes every day. It's like, what in the hell? Um, <laughs> so like today I called them and, you know, I was like, Hey, I think this is a great story. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. 
And like, if I ever get off that phone and not appreciate where I'm in, then it's time for me to stop, you know, because this wasn't like, this wasn't like something that I ever thought was possible. So um, whenever I get to the point, I, I, I plan to never, but if I ever get to the point where I take phone calls like that for granted, it's time for me to stop because I, why my content I think people like is because it's like genuine. It's what I love to do. I'm like beyond lucky to do this for a living and now get paid for it. It's insane. Uh, and so if that ever wears off, I think my content will fall off. So hopefully I realize that pretty quickly and, and stop before that becomes a thing because, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's, of course it's a job, you know, like guys, Hey, there's stress and like I have deadlines and I got to figure out new ideas and all those kind of things, but there's zero complaints. I get to tweet and write about golf every day. It's nuts. But your passion, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, I've said it before, even when I wasn't making any money or very little money, there's a ton of value in doing something that you love. Obviously you got to pay bills at the end of the day, but I mean, I've said it before, before fire pit, I had the least amount of money in my whole life. I drive a 2012 Dodge Caravan and uh, my wife was working her ass off as a nurse to, to make ends meet, but like we were happier than we've ever been. And there's just a ton of value in, in doing something you love. Absolutely. Good for you, man. We're, we're super pumped for you. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, the, the whole rich history with, with Mark, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, to, you know, root for you guys. Um, but yeah, super cool, by the way, that you, you broke news on the show. That's a, <laughs> right. that's probably going to be a, a one and only for us in order. <laughs> right. we're, ha we're happy to have it. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll talk soon there, Ryan. Guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Support and um, keep doing what you guys are doing. It's great to see the tour growing and uh, yeah, keep it up, man. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Right, Dude, Mr. Ryan French. That was awesome. Unbelievable. I mean, it's cool. It's the perspective that he puts on it, you know, like you said, when uh, you just, you don't really know what really goes on in the background. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, dude, it's so cool to hear. I mean, obviously I know the guy's busy and, you know, I didn't want to keep him, but we could have, we probably could have let that thing go another hour. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he's, probably sure. got, he's probably got tons of stories. Um, well, like I said, you know, I, I know he's busy with fire pit and, you know, I just didn't want to take too much, too much of his time, but, you know, I would love to have a beer with that guy. I'm sure he's got stories and stories and stories. Oh yeah. Easily sit around. Yeah. But what a, what a hell of an episode. Uh, well, actually a, a part two of, of episode three, um, you know, another technical difficulty in the background. So, uh, <laughs> but hey, Rob, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the fairway. Hopefully next week we'll see you in the fairway. See you in the fairway. Yeah.